0: Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Friday, July 10th, and I'm Blair Kirchhoff. The MLS is back. That is a true, if simple, sentence and the name of the tournament in Orlando, Florida, involving most of the MLS teams. Sporting KC makes its return to competition on Sunday night against Minnesota. Today, we'll hear from sporting players Matt Beasley and Kyrie Shelton, as well as Coach Peter Vermees, about restarting the season after a four-month layoff and the demonstration of support for the Black Lives Matter movement adopted by the players in the league. But first, we'll hear from Sean Goodwin, who covers Sporting Kansas City for the Star. He brings us up to date on sporting and the MLS. So here we go. Sean Goodwin covers Sporting Kansas City for the Star, and he joins us uh, on the eve of the restart for Sporting KC. They're in Orlando at the MLS's Back tournament tournament. We've seen a couple of games so far, at least on television, Sean, uh, from the tournament. And I'm wondering if uh, any impressions from – I watched a little bit of the Miami-Orlando game and saw highlights of um, one of the New York teams playing Montreal. But I'm wondering if there's any anything that you've seen in those games – And maybe anything you might have heard from Peter Vermees or Kyrie Shelton or Matt Beasler to give us an indication of what we might expect Sunday night when Sporting Kansas City takes on Minnesota at 7 o'clock.
1: For sure. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Blair. I saw all of Wednesday night's game, um, getting to Miami-Orlando game. Uh, Didn't get to see last night's games or yesterday's games, unfortunately, but Again, just based off what I've seen, what I've heard, uh, Wednesday night's game, uh, you know, it's what we really expected, I suppose. It's not 100% top quality that we're used to, uh, but, you know, fitness levels were better than we expected. Uh, You know, I was really expecting to see performance drop off in the second half, and I don't think performance levels per se have been dropping off, but we have seen the goals being scored in the second half, which, you know, maybe coming from fatigue and loss of concentration, that kind of stuff. Uh, but now I'm excited for a sporting game. I mean up against Minnesota should be a a huge game and you know, from what we've heard from Remisa and his team, you know, they've been on the, the practice field for a month or so now there. Yeah, kind of at least in game shape. So you'd hope, that they have somewhat of an advantage, fitness wise and mentality wise heading into Sunday. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see.
0: I I was wondering. It's been four months, right, since they Mm -hmm. played, and I'm wondering in the lifetime of the the, you know a Matt Beasler or any of these any of these players, how long, how many times in their lives they've gone four months without without a competition. That's you know that's that's unheard of. I mean, because uh, you, when you're when you're a youth, you're you're always playing, right? And yep. uh, and and in uh, the off season in MLS is isn't very long, and there are international competitions. So mm-hmm. this is just such an unusual place for all athletes to be, really, not just soccer players, but but all athletes because of the COVID pandemic. Um, you know, I thought you asked a couple of interesting, que- interesting questions about water breaks. That's one one thing we're seeing in in the first um, – w- w- when do they take these breaks during the games? Is it uh, – do they try to do it about halfway through the halves?
1: Yeah, it's about halfway through the halves. So, you know, the 22, 23-minute mark. But at the end of the day, it's just, you know, you have to wait until the ball goes out to play. Uh, I think it was the Miami-Orlando game. Um, it might have been even a Premier League game, honestly, but uh, you know they wanted to take the water break around the 22 minute mark and the ball didn't go out of place or the 30 minute mark. <laughs> um, so they just had to keep going and going and going. So, yeah, the aim is around halfway, but it's kind of, you know, it's, they're supposed to be dead centre halfway through the half. And, you know, Matt and uh, Pisegger both says it's, which is right, it's came to a kinks with timeout. So to so speak, um involuntary timeout, granted. But if right. you're if your team is struggling, it comes at a good time. If you're kind of on the front foot, it can sort of be a hindrance, I guess, as the you know, momentum goes away from your team, you know, you might go out a little bit slack, you know, it's, it's an interesting concept. And you know, I asked Peter about is this something that you like to see in the future? Uh, even if it's just one time per team for a whole game, and he didn't seem too interested, which is fair. But it, it's certainly an interesting dynamic for this tournament.
0: Absolutely. Well, another interesting dynamic for this tournament. The first, by the way, uh, in the in the U.S., uh, for the, the women's started. Uh, the women's professional st- soccer has started, but uh, and, and then now the men. So it's the first sport. Team sport to return to the United States, and Sporting will be the first team wearing a, a Kansas City uniform back mm-hmm. in action for you know for uh, for fans here. Um, but the other the other big storyline, of course, the MLS have been the the demonstrations of the players. Uh, I watched. Uh, I made sure to tune in the uh, to the opening of the of the coverage on um, uh, on uh, Thursday night. Between or was it Wednesday? I can't remember another date now. But anyway, between Miami and Orlando, where. Um, not just the, not just the the participants of the teams on the field, but also players throughout the MLS taking the field in a in in, in a um, uh, circling the circling the pitch. And there was uh, what eight minutes and forty six seconds of yeah. silence. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the the right fist raised as well, and a pretty powerful moment, I, I thought. And we got to talk to Kyrie Shelton a little bit about that. What were your Thoughts about the you know about the demonstration and where it goes from here?
1: Yeah, I mean it's certainly powerful and it's it's great to see for sure. Uh, you know, essentially as you were saying, MLS is the first, I guess, men's professional major league back. So, you know, many of the eyes of Benishun were on MLS. that first game on uh, on Wednesday, and you couldn't really think of a more powerful demonstration. Than that. 8 minutes, 46, you know, fist raised. But even since then, I mean, we saw uh, Philadelphia on their game. They had uh, games, look like the same games with different, you know, uh, victims of police brutality and so on and so forth on the back of their jerseys for their games. Um, as for sporting on Sunday, uh, Kyrie was being a little hush-hush about it. He didn't want to tell people. But I do know that sporting, they'll have a banner the bottom of their jerseys, and they can write down a personalised message on the name. So, you know, that's something that Sporting is doing, you know, starting Sunday and I imagine going forward. And it's not going to stop anytime soon in MLS or, you know, Sports as a whole, because Sports is such a great vehicle for, uh, you know, giving people a voice and getting a message out to the nation, really.
0: That's exactly right. I mean, we're seeing it in other sports, um, and, and probably the the, the biggest, uh, most obvious example of that is the Washington Redskins seriously consider yeah. changing their their nickname, um, uh, and um, and the 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 Cleveland Indians also doing the same. So, yeah. okay, Sean, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, you are going to hear from Matt Beasler, Kyrie Shelton, and Sporting KC coach Peter Vermees. Sean, it was great talking to you. And uh, we will catch up. We'll catch up again soon.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, sure, we will. Thank you.
0: Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for SportsBeat KC listeners: unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site
1: I appreciate the time here. I'm just curious what bubble life is like. We've seen uh, J.R. Smith and the NBA say that he's not a big fan of it so far. Uh, what's it been like for you guys?
2: Yeah, for me, uh, it hasn't been too bad. Uh, you know, when, when I got here, I definitely had questions about how things were going to be run. But uh, overall, it was, it's a lot more organized than I thought it would be. The, the protocols and the processes that we have to go through. In terms of like getting tested and the meals and training times, all of that, uh, I've I've been quite impressed with. So, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, it hasn't been too bad. Matt, just to focus on the game, um, Minnesota and you guys were both pretty uh, impressive out of the gate to start the season. And granted, that was four months ago, um, but it seems like there's a chance to perhaps make a statement of sorts. Uh, When you guys do meet how do you kind of view this coming together with two clubs that like i said objectively were probably the more impressive ones to start the season yeah well first of all unfortunately uh i don't think anything that happened uh, at the beginning of the season is going to play a factor into into these games it's just been it's been too long there's been too much time in between the games uh and like I said, that's unfortunate because we, we were playing great at the beginning of the season and we had a lot of momentum. So we, uh, we're going to have to start all over again. And it's up to us to, uh, to create that momentum again. Um, in terms of Minnesota, it, it's a tough matchup. Uh, you know, I think Minnesota, within the past year or two, they've really turned a corner as a team and as a club. Uh, obviously, they made the playoffs for the first time in club history last year and uh you know they're going to be feeling good about that and so uh, yeah we expect a tough matchup and um you know they're always organized when we play them and so you know sunday's probably going to be no different
3: uh i'd like to hear from uh, both guys if we could uh just your reaction uh first of all to the demonstration that went on at the uh, first match with the black lives matter uh movement uh what what was the conversation like? How did that get organized amongst the players? Is it league-wide? And, and what do you guys have planned, uh, if anything, for Sunday?
4: Yeah, so, um, you know, Black Players Coalition, um, or Black Players for Change. Um, we were able to get in, in talks and communication with one another, and having talks about what we were going to do. And um, we spread that through the whole league. Um, and then, as you saw in the first game, we were able to demonstrate that, and we wanted to bring across a powerful message.
2: Yeah, I can you know, kind of back Kyrie up. Uh, Kyrie was on the field for that demonstration. I was not. I was back at the hotel in the bubble. Uh, so what I witnessed was something different than him, but it was incredibly powerful uh, what I saw on, on TV, on the broadcast, this guy next to me, Kyrie has been, uh, one of our leaders, um, in, in our locker room in terms of, you know, social change. So I give him a lot of credit for, for, you know, standing up and and leading us. It takes a lot of courage for, uh, for him to do that. And, uh, yeah, I just, I give him a lot of props and respect because, uh, yeah, if 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 you weren't able to witness, you know, that demonstration, uh, I highly recommend it. It was it was very powerful, and it was it was special to see so many, you know, different people from different teams
3: all come together at once. I thought it was really well done. Harry, I mean, if, if if you you know, Matt's saying you were kind of the one of the leaders in that, so let me ask you specifically then, what what do you anticipate uh, you know the movement to be and the and demonstrations to be moving forward? Uh, In the season, and and you know the other the follow up the second part of the first question is, what do you have planned on Sunday? Well, the thing is, is
4: this is this movement is not going to stop, and I will continue to fight for my rights and for change. Um, And you know it's been it's been very very emotional, um, but also very positive and you know we just want to be heard we want to be seen and you know just just to affect cha- and, and make change um and for sunday we you know we have something in in store um i'm not gonna give you what we're gonna do but we do have something planned
1: okay. hey Hi, Gary, uh just when you're out when you're out on the field on wednesday nights uh, during the demonstration just You know, what's going through your head? What are you thinking about? What are you feeling during that time out there? Um,
4: Tons of emotion. Um, You know, even walking to the field, um, seeing how many players we have in this league that are black and, you know, coming together as one um, to stand up for what's right. Um, it It was very emotional and people had tears in their eyes and people were... You know happy happy to be together yeah it was it was it was moving
1: and how and do you see um sports and soccer you know in movements such as the black lives matter and uh bpc just as you have your eyes of being nation watching you guys being only spot back yeah it's been it's it's been very
4: um eye-opening i'm sure for a lot of people um for myself um, including, but, you know, it's, it, this is what we need. Um, this is what the world needs to see and to be a part of and to have conversations. It's, it's important that, you know, we, we let the world know, hey, there's, there's problems here and this is what's going on and we need help.
1: Kyrie,
2: we talked with Rumba Mentali of the Sporting Academy recently and he told us that you actually had a i guess a, a conversation with the players whether it was a speech or more of a conversation with all of them how important is it for you not just to be a leader in all of this in the sporting locker room but throughout the entire organization from the top down
4: yeah it's very important i i wish i would ha- have had these conversations or was spoken to as a as a young adult a young player it's it and this is my role i take that upon myself to to have these conversations and to you know talk with the young players um no matter what the race is is be a good person listen to your your parents it starts in the home um how how you can possibly raise your kids to see things differently be open-minded um things like that you know positivity is what we need and and that's what I try to preach to the younger players younger generation of players
1: Kyrie Peter made the the point of saying hey I can't speak for my players it's this is the time to amplify their voices and you know your teammate Beazler is backing every statement you're making how important is it that we hear from the group like BPC, BPC and you and hear your voices and what your message is saying
4: it's very It's very important, um but also I gotta credit these and the rest of my teammates and the whole organization they've supported us they've been behind us the whole time, and you know they're here for us and you know it's it's crazy um We actually got together as a team before Juneteenth June nineteenth and we were able to sit down as a group as a collective and share stories the black players were able to share stories about dealing with racism and police brutality. And it was just a very, very moving piece. You know, it was some players had had no idea this was taking part in, in our lives or had taken part in our lives. And, you know, I, I give credit to, to the organization for helping put that together and the teammates, our teammates for listening and, and just hearing us out and just getting uh, insight on what we've dealt with before and stuff that people are still dealing with today. Um, but it's, you know, I, I'm blessed, and SKC is, is, is on top of that, and they're behind us.
1: One more quick follow-up there, Kyrie. Have you all spoken to the NWSL players at all in regard to what they've been doing and just being proud soccer players taking a stand?
4: I personally haven't. Um, I'm sure some of the guys have. Um, I haven't really talked much with the other players about that, but I will shortly.
2: This is for Kyrie and Matt. Um, Peter answered this earlier today. What have been your biggest takeaways so far in watching the games that have been played up to this point, whether it's the broadcast, the on-the-field product, what stood out to each of you?
3: Yeah, I, I,
2: I think the level is is high uh the the competitiveness of the games are are where they should be so that's encouraging it's just different though uh different without any fans uh you know I, I i don't know i i think they were trying to you know decide if they wanted the artificial fan noise in the background or if they just wanted to leave it quiet and and so you know you could pick up some of the players conversations and have a bunch of microphones around the field me personally I, I don't know I, I can't uh, I go back and forth as to you know which is better in terms of watching a game on TV. you know I think the English Premier League is doing the artificial fan noise so I kind of got used to that but you know watching the MLS games there, there were a few instances where we were able to pick up on you know conversations that guys were having on the fly. And, you know, some of the emotions and the, you know, sometimes colorful language um, that, that come out in some of these microphones, uh, I think could be an interesting perspective from some of the, some of the games. But yeah, I mean, overall, the, yeah, the games are the games are games. They're they're good games. They're competitive. And you know, I think for the most part, they're entertaining.
0: Now let's hear from Sporting Kansas City coach Peter Vermees who talks about restarting the season and his biggest concern going into Sunday night's game.
3: I, I really think everybody's just chomping at the bit to play a game so it's it's really we're we're now at the point where we finished our I, I would say our preparation practices um for the most part up until now tomorrow it's a little bit of a really tapering down day and so the guys will be uh I think really ready to go Um, come tomorrow uh, right after training just kind of getting themselves in their their headspace you know and 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 getting themselves you know into the mode of getting ready for a game it's something they haven't done for quite a few months now and so um, outside of outside of the you know the game prep and all that stuff and and video and all that these guys are just they just want to play a game and so, so does the staff everybody's got everybody's dying so we're ready to go. Peter, when you have that sort
1: of anxiety to get on the pitch and get ready, how do you get everybody to calm down and just play and execute?
3: Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, it's it's probably what my biggest concern is is that not coming out of the out of the gates too fast, if you will, um, and then you know expending a lot of energy early on. I, I, I keep telling the guys we're just going to have to be patient. Game is going to be ninety minutes. Realize that, you know, we have subs, but at the same time, you just can't go out and just expend all your energy because five subs, even though it's half, you know, basically half the players in the field, it's still, you still can wear yourself out pretty quickly. And it depends on how the game goes too, right? If we're under, def- if we're under pressure a lot and we're having to defend a lot, then uh, we could wind up expending a lot of energy. So we we got we to gotta keep our heads. Um, we just got to be focused and concentrated when the game starts not to give anything silly away but we also have to find our rhythm in the game and and i'm hoping that's going to be through some some valuable possession in the game
1: peter can you give us a clue maybe to what sort of starting lineup we'll see with it being the first game back and you'll be young gay young guys going to be getting some game time yeah it's a great question but no
3: uh well it's one thing yeah i don't talk about lineups uh
0: uh, Yeah, sorry, but just something I'll share with media. That'll do it for today and this week on Sportsbeat KC. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Savannah Smith, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Tip of the cap to Sean Goodwin for sharing his thoughts on Sporting KC. And links to stories about the team and the MLS can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the sports pass offer. It still stands, still a good one, 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage, and that includes sports extra on the e-edition. There are 25 additional pages of national sports coverage today. Well, here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product, sports news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage. The details can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports KC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.